Welcome to Right Spokane Perspective with your host, Tim. And Shannon. It's opinion, fact, information, and your alert system. Stay tuned and enjoy the show. And welcome to Right Spokane Perspective. On this Hauling Educational Freight Friday episode, we are here with a couple of gals in the studio with us today that are carrying the educational load here in Spokane. We're going to open a discussion with them in just a moment after inspiration. Our inspiration today is God's Open Doors. At my new school near a large city, the guidance counselor took one look at me and placed me in the lowest performing English composition class. I'd arrived from my inner city school with outstanding test scores, excellent grades, and even a principal's award for my writing. The door to the best writing class in my new school was closed to me, however, when the counselor decided I wasn't right or ready. The church in ancient Philadelphia would have understood the arbitrary setbacks. A small and humble church, its city had suffered earthquakes in recent years that left lasting damage. Additionally, they faced satanic opposition. Such a disregarded church had little strength, yet has the risen Jesus noted, You have kept my word and have not denied my name. Therefore, God placed before them an open door that no one can shut. Indeed, what he opens, no one can shut, and what he shuts, no one can open. That's true for our ministry efforts. Some doors don't open. With my writing for God, however, he has indeed opened doors, allowing it to reach global audiences, regardless of one counselor's closed attitudes. Closed doors won't hinder you either. I am the door, Jesus said. Let's enter the doors he opens and and follow him. Heavenly Father, when doors close to us, may we turn to you, the holy door, and walk where you allow us to go. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, God has opened doors in the Northwest through Great Northern University. We have a couple of gals in the studio with us today that are hauling the educational freight for Great Northern here in the studio. Dr. Wendy Lydell and Katie Merrifield are here with us today. So just tell the audience, who is Dr. Wendy Liddell? Thank you. Well, I would first of all say that I am a Christian. I got saved in elementary school at camp, and that would be the thing that I would want people to know first and foremost, is I'm a believer in Jesus Christ and and grateful for my salvation. Lots of other titles go with that and um, opportunities, this role that I serve at Great Northern. I'm, I'm grateful to be the founding president and serve with an incredible godly team and I'm honored to be here today today with you all. Well, thanks for coming in. All right, Katie, it's your turn. Where have you found yourself uh, in your life travels and then to Great Northern and into this studio? Yeah, well, I would agree with Wendy. I love Jesus with all my heart. I'm so thankful to be part of his family. I'm a wife and a mom of two little boys right now, and I'm also the director of communications at Great Northern. So I just enjoy crafting messages about the school, telling people who we are, and hopefully encouraging people along the way with that. Well, we're going to be talking about that subject today. Who is Great Northern University? So tell us a little bit about the university. It's here in Spokane, and you guys have been uh, here how long? We were founded in 2018, and so this is our sixth academic year that we are in the middle of right now. Uh, we are a Christian, what we call a Christian liberal arts institution. I know the word liberal in the middle, it's often a, what does that mean? But it means that we tie into an ancient tradition that would look back and say that we're concerned about people being able to write well, to speak well, to think well, to engage their world. And in our case, to engage their world for Jesus. So that's a little bit of, of who we are as an institution. Those are some of our distinctives. I'll let Katie share a little bit more. What would you say, Katie, to that question? 
Yeah, well, I think something that makes us, some of the things that we stand on as an institution that would set us apart are um, academic excellence, wanting to really challenge students no matter where they're starting with us, whether it's from a little bit of a challenging place or if they're already excelling, we want to be able to meet them where they are and push them to the next level of excellence, whatever that looks like for them. Um, We are priced for real life. We think that means that we don't want you to walk out of our doors with a lifetime worth of debt. So we're aimed to be and maintain to be an affordable institution for people. Well, I looked at that pricing structure and I thought kindergarten in Spokane is more expensive at this point. And, <laughs> and it's amazing that the, the public institutions need so much money and you guys are trying to find a way at Great Northern so that people can leave with, you know, the degrees that they want ready for a career. And like you said, without the debt. Absolutely. And I think as far as who we are, the biggest thing we want to tell people is that we're biblically grounded. All of our majors have a really strong Bible and theology core. So it doesn't matter if you're graduating with a communication degree or leadership degree or whatever it might be, you're going to have a really strong base of about one year of credits in Bible and theology. Because again, wherever people are headed out to engage their worlds, we want them to be able to also engage the world with the gospel in all the various um, spheres that they may end up in. And so the website is gnu.edu? Yes. Correct. So very easy, Great Northern University, gnu.edu. If folks listening want to log on and check out all that there is there to offer, we're going to be talking about some of the other things that you have to offer right now. So what are some of those core academic areas that Mm -hmm. Great Northern focuses on for the students that enroll? Sure. That's a great question. I'd say our first core is at the biblical basis. So we know that we're in the Northwest. It's the historic unchurched belt. And there is a sometimes a lack of theological depth in our area. So literally every student graduates with a year of Bible and theology. No matter your major, no matter your future plans, we think that every Christian leaving the institution should be grounded, equipped, and ready um, to give a reason for the hope that's within them and to engage the world. I would say that's first and foremost core. And then secondly, there's a a series of majors that we offer. I like to think of these in our our spaces while we're looking broadly that you would receive a degree, that you leave with a set of skills that would equip you uh, for the future that the Lord would have for you. And then you're also focusing deeply in an area that we would call a major. So we psychology, communications, leadership, Bible and theology, youth and family ministry, intercultural, yeah, our missions one. So intercultural studies, uh, linguistics, linguistics, and teaching English to speakers of other languages. So those are our Bachelor of Arts and Bachelor of Science degrees. But more so what we found for many students, and I'm not sure if this is, this is my, the case for myself. I'm, I'm a math major. And I work at a Christian liberal arts institution. So I graduated out of the STEM field, and I'm working in a space that says I want to value the way you think and the right way that you write and the way that you speak. So in most cases, for us, what we communicate to our student is the degree matters more than the major, but the major ensures that you have the skill ready, that you're equipped in a skill set that allows you to understand what it means to be an expert. We want you to have that sort of development of a, a space that you know And then when you go into the future, you also understand what it means to have a space that you know in the future. The other part that was interesting, because we started in 2018, when we began and we're looking at forming the institution, we thought uh, we want, we have this conception that we want, as we look to the future, we thought most of our students will graduate. And the research shows that they'll have between five and seven career changes. So what they started in their 20s may not be what they ended in their 60s. 
And as we looked, we thought, how do we broadly equip the next generation of Christians to be able to handle multiple career changes? Well, they need to be able to, to communicate. They need to be able to think. They need to be able to transition. And then we actually went out and talked to business owners and said, again, we're, we're looking at a, a sort of longstanding tradition that goes back into the liberal arts, back into this con- concept of a holistic education. Um, if we gave you a student, what what would you want them to be able to do, a graduate? And they, it was fairly basic and somewhat shocking. Can they show up on time? Uh, can they work with others? Can they communicate? And will they not be drunk and high? And can we educate them? Pretty simple. Pretty simple. Uh, I'm well, shocking. in today's world, and, and the labor shortage is due to people not being able to function in those very basic areas, yeah. like the high part, that's a little different these days than it was 20 or 30 years ago. Well, yeah, it, it was. And it, we kind of went, really, that's what you want? And they said, well, we want to be able to train them. And we don't want to train them in people skills or really relational skills. So if you can give us that we will hire them and train them. And it was comforting to us as an institution because we thought, okay, I, the vision that we think the Lord has placed for us, this fits with what we see for the future, and it really fits for what employers are telling us is you give us a well-rounded human being who can learn, and we will take them places. That um, seems to be a difficult thing in educational models these days is ending up with a well-rounded person. Oftentimes people enter the universities and end up more confused when they're done mm. than when they started. And I think that that yeah. scares a lot of parents as well, like yes. where they're going to send their children to university. Am I still going to get my student back, my child, or will someone else come home from college? So th- these are interesting courses. Looking through them, it does seem to me that overall you're trying to create that well-rounded human being that can go into leadership as mm-hmm. a Christian mm-hmm. in different kinds of organizations, but they could also lead them down the road if they want to go into uh, special practices. Do these credits also transfer to, you know, if they want to go get their master's or a PhD, then they're taking these foundational principles mm-hmm. into other educational models for specific careers? We have seen that. So we had, we've had we had students go in on and complete master's degrees in public health and obviously some Bible and theology, other specific master's in teaching. So they are going into professional degrees. They haven't had a problem with the learning, with handling the learning, and then going on into careers in those fields. So in the medical field, in the education space, some are serving in churches, some have started their own businesses, just a wide variety of what you would expect from a normal institution of students doing what the next step is for them with who they are and where their circumstances are. So we, we've been really grateful for that. You know, when you start an institution, you do wonder, will our students be successful? <laughs> will they pass their courses? Will they get into these, in, you know, will they be able to go where they want to go? Will they be equipped to handle that or will they flounder? And so far they've told us that in most cases, their junior and senior courses with us are sometimes harder, if that makes sense, than their master's level courses. That what's what we require. Um, well, because you're, you're teaching them foundational things that are life-changing, life-altering principles. And we don't see that in education a lot. Those life-altering principles that take you down a path that you're standing firm on these biblical foundations. So you said you were a mathematician. I was. So <laughs> well, I would still consider myself you're, one. <laughs> you're, you're still, but that's, that's your background, but you're still a mathematician because you're figuring out all these budgets for the mm-hmm. university so that you guys can provide this education at an affordable rate. And also the interesting thing about that is math has similar foundations. There, there is an end result and it started with a few numbers and you can't change it at the end. <laughs> Correct. So you're the head of marketing. 
Is that, that your position? Communications, yeah. Okay, so communications. Is that kind of the new thing in marketing is kind of more communications, less marketing in, in the university system? When you have a team as small as ours, most of us wear many hats. <laughs> so, yes, at, at least in our case, I have the privilege of kind of being over communications. That includes things like marketing and publications and website and social media. And <laughs> So you're in charge of the website, and that is? GNU.edu gnu.edu. So what will people find when they go to your website? Well, um, hopefully they'll find what they need to know about the school. We've got a section just about who we are and our history and coming events, which we hope to talk to you about one later on today. Of course, you can look at all of our majors, all of our um, certificate programs and dual enrollment, which is another option we have for high school students. So a little bit of everything. We hope to people can see our values. Um, we have three institutional values I don't think we've mentioned yet, but really as far as the things that are pushing and guiding what we do as a university when we're planning for the years ahead, what we want to stay true to, other than the Bible, of course, but their wisdom, scholarship, and community. Wisdom, scholarship, community. Think about those terms as we take a quick break. We're going to be right back again with Dr. Wendy Liddell and Katie Merrifield. We are going to be talking more about this university and how you can be involved with the great Northern dream. And I think that their dream is coming true. I see some smiling faces in here and they want to see your students' dreams come true as well. So again, that is gnu.edu. Check out their website, see if it's right for your students. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. Thank you to all the listeners that listen to the show so we can all stay informed on what's going on here on the Right Spokane Perspective. We also want to thank all those who contribute to keep us on the air. All those contributions go directly to the cost of our airtime and production of Right Spokane Perspective. Again, you can help us out by going to rightspokaneperspective.com and contributing. Also, make those checks payable to Right Spokane Perspective, LLC, Send them to P.O. Box 7620-99207. We appreciate all those contributions to keep us on the air. Again, rightspokaneperspective.com, rightspokaneperspective, LLC, P.O. Box 7620-99207. Back to the show. And welcome back to Right Spokane Perspective on this Hauling Educational Freight Friday, Caring for the Educational Load. That is Wendy and Katie in the studio with us today, Great Northern University. We need to talk about an event coming up, but we also want to talk about one of the opportunities for your high school student at the Great Northern University. So jump on in. Wonderful. I'll, I'll start with an opportunity for high school students. Uh, one thing I love about being in the Spokane community is that we are a community. And a couple years ago, we were approached by some in the homeschooling community about starting a dual enrollment program, an option for students in high school to take college credit um, while they're still in high school, similar to Running Start. And we, about two years ago, officially launched the, the program. And it allows high school students to take college credit, our most common classes or writing classes that students are enrolled in. Uh, there's a charge that varies. It's about a third of our credit cost for tuition. This year it's about 225 per credit. And a student is enrolled in a college class with college students getting college credit while oftentimes getting high school credit. So we've, we've loved it as a way to serve families, especially those who are maybe looking for additional assistance with writing or math or the sciences that they can take that class with us, with a college teacher, oftentimes with a PhD and a background in that area. 
And we found that it's been beneficial to, to families and we've loved that for them. So this is dual enrollment. We're talking about high school students able to start le- earning college credits mm-hmm. that sometimes can also count towards high school credits, depending on the institution they're in. Obviously there's homeschooling, private schooling, mm-hmm. public school. I, I don't, how integrated is that for, for the pr- public schools? We have not yet worked with a public school student, but it would be the same concept depending upon how that structure, you know, I think one of the things we've seen is a fluidity in educational options. And so we, parents doing a little bit of maybe a half day here and a half day with us. So we've worked with families and a variety of backgrounds, but that wouldn't be, that would be in my mind within the bounds of what, why we, who we serve as parents looking for another option. So flexibility was one of those things I also saw in the flyer. It sounds like this is one of those flexibilities where you have dual enrollment, people of different ages. And, you know, I look at high school students or some high school students that, you know, get out of high school and they only want to work a part-time job because that's what high school was. They were going to like three classes a day. But so that means they could have room to go to GNU for another course. Yeah, they absolutely Absolutely. come join us. Okay, so dual enrollment, folks, go check it out for your high school students, gnu.edu. And we also have an event coming up here in Spokane. Where's this going to be and when? It's at our campus on the other side um, in the main worship center at Fourth Memorial Church, which is where we're located. Uh, So the address on that side is 2000 North Standard. 2000 North Standard, corner of Indiana and Standard. Correct. Mm -hmm. And uh, the event is called Religious Freedom for Today's Christian. And we have a really great speaker coming. Uh, His name is Michael Ferris. He's the former CEO of Alliance Defending Freedom. He uh, graduated from Gonzaga, actually, in Spokane. But he um, also founded Patrick Henry College and also the Homeschool Legal Defense Association. So he's just done a lot. Patrick Henry College. Give me liberty or give me death, right? (laughs) Yes, back in Virginia. Yes, Patrick Henry. So he was also uh, ally of uh, defense freedom, is that what it is? Alliance Defending Freedom. Alliance Defending Freedom. And I I just remember that from all of the different legal things that they've done, defending individuals that have faced legal or governmental tyrannies. Correct. Yeah, he's... um, he has argued cases in front of the Supreme Court. He's just done a lot for Christian causes in the legal sphere and is just super knowledgeable as a Christian about the Bible and about religious freedom in the United States today and how we can live as upright Christians in this current um, national and political landscape, as we might call it. <laughs> well, landscape his- is definitely, there's some <laughs> big ups and big downs and definitely the retaining walls and cliffs. So I, we could call it a landscape. <laughs> sure. And I see one of his topics, I, I would encourage all of our listeners, if you have high schoolers, get them to this event. One of the topics is going to be why constitutional literacy matters. Mm -hmm. And I think our upcoming generations really need to understand. We've taken away um, the ability for some of our younger students to learn cursive. So some of them will never ever be able to read the constitution. Mm -hmm. Learning to read it, learning literally what it means, I think is going to be a very important educational step that they're going to need moving forward. Religious freedom. So constitutionally, that was the first amendment. Our founders found that that is most important. Constitutional literacy, I think, is a a great discussion because most people think that we have a legal system that can just play politics. And really, we have that foundation of the constitution, which I think is important, which came from the the foundations of our governance being Mm -hmm. a Christian 
country with the foundations of who gives us our rights, who gives us our liberty. And uh, that's our Lord and Savior. Okay, and so Michael Ferris, if folks want to look him up, they can they can find information out there about him and the numerous works that he's done. But you can also see him in person Saturday, April 6th, 10 a.m. to 11.30 a.m. here in Spokane on uh, the corner of Standard and Indiana. And that's going to be, uh, is there any uh, head charge at the door? It is a $5 registration. $5? <laughs> yeah. That, yep. That's too cheap. $5. <laughs> There's no event that's five. You can't park for $5 in Spokane. Well, parking is free. So. Parking's, parking is free. <laughs> Admission is just five bucks. So you, that, you can't beat that. And we're talking about, I would say, a legal scholar that's going to be talking to the group there. So this is for all ages. All ages. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it's part of our commitment to, to provide an education that engages and equips people um, to transform the world for Jesus. And this is... This is what we're doing is saying we're citizens of the U.S. We want to understand where we've been placed and planted. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about constitutional literacy. Let's talk about what it means to engage from a place of that knowledge. Mm-hmm. And I think Michael Ferris is there's no one in my mind better to bring this message. We're grateful he's a friend of Great Northern and is coming to, to speak with us and mm-hmm. to equip us and to educate us. And I think it will be a, a powerful, a very powerful event. So Michael Ferris, Saturday, April 6th. 10 a.m. to 11.30 a.m. Can they pre-register for tickets on the website or they just show up at the door? You can go to our website, gnu.edu, go to About and Events, and that will have a link to the registration page. Okay, perfect. So this event's uh, not your first event. Obviously, you've had periodic events at the university. Tell us a little bit more about the, the campus life, if you will. I just, I always call it a family feel. We're a really close-knit community. Um, One of the most common things we get from feedback from students that they love about the school is just the sense of being part of a community. Um, As a newer school, we are still fairly small. We have an incredible student-to-faculty ratio, five to one. (laughs) Um, So really, it's impossible to get lost in the crowd. People know and love and support each other. And we all get together for chapel meetings on Wednesdays, worship together. Um, And really, it's just friends in the halls. So that's something that I think students really appreciate. Um, And... What would you add to that, Wendy? Yeah, it's interesting. We would say we're academically rigorous, but you, if you ask students why why they're here, they'll go on and on about the Christian community. So mm-hmm. I have Christian friends for the first time. I have um, people who support me and encourage me. Mm-hmm. I feel loved. I feel seen. I feel equipped. I, I'm prayed for. Um, our conversations are meaningful. So it's all about, so despite having this, what we wanted, this sort of like rigorous learning community where we're doing this in, in, in a community, the community aspect has really won out for our students. And for many of them coming from places where maybe they were in schools where their faith was not valued, and the first time they're able to talk about their faith in class, mm-hmm. they're able to incorporate a Bible verse into a paper. Uh, they're able to speak about topics that they maybe never would have talked about in another setting. Uh, because they couldn't speak up as a Christian. So it's been an interesting component to hear their stories of like, this is the first time I feel truly free to speak and think that I won't be criticized 
um, we just, I've loved it for them to see them flourish and grow. Well, so. that's a different kind of community than what I see in our overarching society where Correct. people don't even talk to their neighbors anymore. They're afraid there might be a, an issue. You can't communicate amongst each other without offense or things like that. So the learning that you're doing, the rigor is, is challenging the mind. And I think, especially for the younger learners, they need their minds challenged so that they can, uh, you know, prosper and, and grow. And so, um, I wanted to hear about some testimonials. You guys have had some students that have completed uh, Great Northern University and would like to have their voice heard. Yeah, I think, um, like I said, we have students going in all different directions when they leave our doors, and we love to hear that. We love to hear the business owners. We love to hear uh, people going on to medical fields and all different things. But as a you know, Bible-based school, we of course also have some students who are headed straight into full-time ministry. Um, and one couple that we just love that graduated with us in 2020, um, we're going to call them James and Jessica for now. Um, they are in Papua, Indonesia, serving as volunteer teachers right now to local Highland students. Um, they came they went there right after they graduated from GNU to do a one-turn internship, which then turned into a three-and-a-half-year um, position for them, and they love it there in Papua. So an internship in missionary work turned into missionary work. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, they just fell in love with, I think, the culture and the people they were serving, and we're seeing a lot of response to the gospel. But they've also, since coming there, just seen um, a really heavy influence of Islam in that area, and they're starting to feel a calling to really specifically work with Muslims in Indonesia. So um, that's kind of where they're focusing now. They're looking around at different places about where their next station will be. Um, but I just have a quote from them I'd love to sure, share. Yeah. It says, we both graduated from GNU and feel extremely blessed by the high quality education we received. We are also very grateful for the relationships we still have with our professors. GNU has equipped us beyond what we could have imagined for our future in overseas ministry. Great Northern prepared us interculturally and theologically. Our intercultural education has helped us tremendously when navigating cross-cultural relationships with people from different backgrounds. Our theological education has prepared us with a deep understanding of God's Word and how to study it. This has allowed us to prayerfully take on the daunting project of creating a Bible curriculum for animistic Christians. The cross-cultural understanding and theological foundation we have will also help us when we step into our new ministry and foster future discipleship relationships. And it goes on, but I, we just love to hear that. Great. I, I think that a lot of people need those foundations. Obviously, going into missionary work, it's specifically important mm -hmm. to have those foundations. But just in passing conversations with other Christians, what did Jesus mean by you know, what he said, you know, are we supposed to love thy neighbor in every condition for every reason? Um, no, I don't think that's what he meant. I think we love our neighbor in different ways. It doesn't mean that we let them do whatever they want and say that's okay. We have to warn people. And there's different parts of the Bible. There's so many parts of the Bible that get misused today from my, you know, studies of the Bible versus where it's gone. So I think it's great to have those foundations just as an adult trying to navigate our culture. Yes, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it is. It's interesting. We The other story that, that we were thinking about, our other is an individual, we'll call him Daniel, and he's actually from the Spokane area and was a young man who grew up in, in church, grew up in a public high school, 
involved in jazz band and orchestra, enjoyed school, and then came to Great Northern after a little bit of a gap year or two. Not sure about what life looked like. And we actually love for our students coming in, you don't necessarily need to know exactly where you're going. We'll trust the next step will come. Well, he was one of those. And so I remember meeting with him midway through and he said to me, hey, Wendy, I I think I want to go to Taiwan and teach English. So we looked at kind of what he was taking and a plan. And then, of course, Taiwan has become a little bit of a less of a destination with some political events that have happened. And he ended up shifting and going into a program called Teach for America. So right now he's back in the Midwest in an inner city school teaching math to fifth graders. Um, He'll be there for two years. He'll receive a teaching certificate at the end of it. But in part for him, I have loved that his, that it may not be his next step. It's probably a, a two-year commitment, and then we'll see where it goes. But I love that he had the confidence to go apply to a national program, um, the confidence to really go serve in a community uh, that has a, a high percentage of, I think, Somalians is the community that he's in. So he's working with an intercultural group in that area uh, to move and to engage a p- bunch of public school teachers in an inner city. I have loved seeing that sort of development for all of us of when we walk with the Lord, he's the one who directs our steps, he directs our path. Our well, I don't know what the Lord has for Daniel, but after yeah, yeah. looking at Spokane Public Schools, the last bond levy, and the fact that like less than half of them are graduating, learning how to yeah. properly read, and I think the math skills is way down on the list. He can come back and teach math and reading here. But it's great that he's in Chicago doing yeah. it there. And uh, those those foundations of literacy and math and, of course, biblical foundations are important. So if you want your student to enjoy in that experience or if you yourself would like to do that, go to gnu.edu. We're out of time for today, but thanks for coming in for the show. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you so much. All that being said, we'll be with you folks again on Monday. Bye-bye. You have been listening to Right Spokane Perspective. We are sponsored by Right Spokane Perspective, LLC, and made possible by advertisers you hear and contributions from listeners like you.